How can we as entrepreneurs create and grow an online business that generates consistent income so we can live a comfortable lifestyle without working crazy hours? This podcast is designed to answer that question. I'm your host, Haley Burkhead. Thank you for tuning in and let's go ahead and dive into today's episode. If you have been following along on this crazy journey of entrepreneurship with the income reports and on Instagram stories, then more than likely you have seen the disaster of what was quarter four, part of that of 2018. Part of that disaster was our tech issues, which are uncontrollable sometimes, and you just kind of have to roll with the punches. So as I was talking about the solution on this for Instagram stories a few months ago, someone DM'd me and said this, I just think it would be really interesting, hey lady, hear what the setup was, what actually happened when crap hit the fan, and how you then pulled yourself out of that and figured out a new solution. So I guess also about things like your thought process and how you went about it, and also about the tech. You could even weave in stuff about client experience to make it valuable for others beyond my nosy and curious self. That was a DM from an amazing profit planner. And so I wanted to create a podcast episode all about this because if she is curious about how I handled this tech issue, then I'm assuming you might be curious as well because listen... Business is kind of unpredictable sometimes. We are in this online industry, software, the internet. I mean, things just kind of go wrong. And sometimes if you're like me, you lose tens of thousands of dollars because things go wrong. And especially when you don't have the right people on your team or if it's just you and you don't have enough bandwidth to handle it. How do you get out of situations like this whenever... It just feels unpredictable. So that's what we're going over. And I do want to say before I start diving into this, I have an office right by a physical therapy clinic. So if you hear a baby crying or noise, that is what that is in the background. It is not my baby and it is not any noise in this office because I am alone. (laughs) Just wanted to put that out there. Okay, now what is this tech issue that I'm even talking about? If you didn't know what it is, this is what happened. Whenever I created a membership site and I said, yes, Haley, we're going to do this. It's going to be awesome. We're going to have the best membership site ever. I I had big plans. I had a custom WordPress website that I was going to create. And this was before I knew about the magical software of Kajabi, which by the way, if you are planning on starting a membership site, go to profitplanner.co slash Kajabi right now. Not kidding. It's going to save you so much time, energy, resource, money. It's not even funny. Um, So do what I didn't because that's a way smarter way to go. Um, Okay, so Kajabi. Didn't use Kajabi. I went to MemberPress and it was fine for two months or so. We had like a few issues here and there, but nothing too bad. Oh, but then I decided that I wanted to have a better checkout page conversion rate because with MemberPress, you had to use a WordPress checkout processor basically. And you can only do so much with that. I didn't want to hire a custom developer. So I was like, why don't we just get Thrivecart? Well, Thrivecart and MemberPress have been enemies since they were in middle school. It's like that kind of nemesis going on here. Oh, it was not good. They did not play nice together. They, it was just a disaster. Um, And at that time, we had someone on our team that helped us with all of our tech. So there was this new person on our team, right, that was helping us. And then we had a disaster, the member press Thrivecart thing. We had three launches that week when we first opened Thrivecart. 
And guess what happened? Every person that signed up through Thrivecart, their transaction ID got messed up on the way to MemberPress because they weren't talking to each other like they should have been. So it was this whole thing. And anyways, it was a complete disaster. Well, then we had this person on our team that decided to put a Band-Aid solution on everything. So she didn't actually fix the problem which I thought she did because every time we had updates, she said she did, but then we'd still have people having problems. And this this went on for two and a half months. Two and a half months of, did it get fixed? Yep, everything's good, spreadsheets updated. Okay, cool. And then a week later, we'd have someone else having a problem because she did a Band-Aid solution and then it got double charged. And, And it was because, so here's the thing with this. As you scale, you know, you obviously listen to higher up people. You keep listening up to higher higher up people. And what I was told is you have to learn to trust your team. You cannot take back control. You have to learn to trust your team. So I thought, okay, this is an exercise to trust my team. Uh, but you know what? Screw that. Like this was a really big, if I looked back and I would have done it differently, I would have completely taken charge of this project And I would have not let the person that was actually making decisions in charge be in charge of this because very slow paced and no one was taking initiative, even though they were saying they were. And then no one was actually checking up on if they took initiative, no quality control. When all of this was laid out in documents for this is what your job description is, no one was doing that. And, um, I just thought, okay, I need to trust my team. I don't need to be, you know, over their shoulders all the time. I don't want to be that boss. I've had that boss before. I don't want to be that boss. And looking back, what I wish I would have done was completely take initiative, basically cancel everything on my schedule and fix this. But like fix the root of the problem. Uh, And I know you should be able to trust your team and you should ideally be able to trust everyone. But, you know, let's be honest. Sometimes that's just not the case. Now, I have a team now to where I do trust them. Do I double check their work sometimes? Yes. Do I double check all their work at all times? No, I do trust them. I did not have that team back then. I did not have a great team, to be honest with you, because as you hire people, you're figuring out who's going to work best in your culture, who you want, who you don't want. We found a lot of people that we didn't want at that time period. Um, So and this is just being honest and it is nothing against them. I don't want you to think, you know, oh, man, I couldn't stand them as a person. Like I have loved every single person that I have hired Um, pretty much. 98% of the people that I've hired, I have loved. There was only one bad egg. Um, And man, well, I mean, it's not nothing against them as a person, but just because you love someone as a person does not mean they are the right fit for your company. It does not mean that they are full of initiative and will actually take responsibility for problems that come up. You just can't expect that, especially if the if they're in their first 90 days of working with you. So very interesting perspective that I received from that. Okay, moving on though. So that's what was happening. Um, and Oh, and by the way, another lesson that I learned, a lot of businesses think that customer support and anything customer facing can kind of just be outsourced to a VA. I take the exact opposite approach, especially 
especially after this thing that happened. So we actually fired that person and brought in our amazing team member, Hannah. And Hannah is treated as a very valuable employee. She does customer service and a lot of stuff that is customer facing. And she loves our PPL members so much. She thinks about them at night. She's in the Facebook group before she goes to bed whenever she's talking to her husband. Like, guys, she loves PPL. And she is not seen in my eyes as, oh, she's just customer service, which most business owners see that as just customer service. All you have to do is do a canned email and send it to them. Anyone can do that. That's what I've been told by multiple people that have multiple seven-figure businesses. I refuse to run my business that way because I I have had a business where these tech issues happen and we did not have a good customer support. That is absolutely ridiculous And I refuse to have a business that does that. I refuse. I never want a customer to feel like my whole mission in my business is to make sure that every customer feels heard, seen, appreciated, and loved. Period. End of story. Now, do we do that every single time if people don't come to us and talk to us? Like, no, we can't catch everyone. But our entire day, that is what defines our day as successful. It is not how much money we make. It is how loved do people feel? How loved do people feel? And Hannah's job helps me because I only have so much bandwidth. I can't make everyone feel loved every day, right? And so Hannah adds to my bandwidth and helps me out when I can't always be there. And I love her so much for that. So yeah, we have taken that position a million times more seriously. We had a very intense interview with her before we had her on because anyone that has access to our customers now is is very important. Okay, sorry, let's keep moving on though. But those are the lessons that I've learned so far in this journey, right? So then we kept having these issues. After that person was let go and Hannah came on, Hannah actually found the root of the problem with MemberPress and Thrivecart. She completely fixed the problem. Yes, it took her, I mean, over 100 hours. I'm not even kidding you either. Like she spent over 100 hours fixing this issue. It was insane. We get through that, and then what happens? We have another issue with WordPress that isn't Thrivecart related. And I I just threw my hands up and I said, screw it. I just I was so upset. I said, I'm I'm paying for another software. I don't have to, I don't care if I have to pay for two softwares at once. We're doing this. Like, yes, it's gonna increase my expense in total cost, but I don't care. I want to make sure people are not having these problems. So I, in 24 hours, I researched all of the member pre- membership softwares that still allowed us to have a smooth transition. So a lot of people ask me, why didn't you move to Kajabi? Because we're already on WordPress. We didn't start out on Kajabi. There's no way we can move over the current transactions. And we already had everything completely set up in WordPress. So it did not make sense. If you are starting from scratch, Use Kajabi. Do not make my mistake, please. I keep... Oh, and we also have a a class on how to build a membership site in 15 minutes if you're interested. I believe the link is profitplanner.co slash build membership. Check out that link. See if it works. (laughs) Let's... It'll be an adventure. Is the link going to work? Is it not going to work? I'm pretty sure the link will work though. So make sure to 
to go there if, if you want to build a membership site from scratch. I show you how to build one in 15 minutes. I also show you how to build out the core content of your membership site and position it to sell, which is crucial. So make sure to go to that class. It's an it's on Evergreen, so you can get an immediate recording of it if you just sign up. Okay. Let's keep moving on. So I researched 24 hours. I decided Access Alley was the way to go. Why did I choose Access Alley? If Again, I, I feel like I keep doing this because a lot of people think, oh, because you're using that software, that's why you're successful. Using that software is not why I'm successful. Do not copy the software I'm using because the software does not matter. That is an excuse for why you're not making enough money seriously. It's your strategy. It's your profit plan. It's your marketing. That is why you're not making consistent income. It is not the software you're using. There are multi-million dollar businesses that still use MailChimp as an email marketing tool. Like, come on, right? You can make money without using the perfect software all the time. I think we use that as a procrastination tool. So I don't want you to do the same thing. Um, I'm challenging your mindset here. If you're if you're thinking like that, uh, I just I just see this so it's so prevalent in the profit planner lounge and on my Instagram. So I wanted to throw that out here. But um, let's. I feel like I keep saying what's moving on because I am really bad at getting on rants and I don't want to do that. <laughs> um, Okay, so I moved to Access Alley, uh, mainly because it was easy to switch from MemberPress to Access Alley. We already had all of our WordPress website set up. I did have to move over. So, okay, let me set the scene. It was Christmas break. It was the day before Creed got, my husband got out for Christmas break because he's a teacher. So the day before Creed got out for Christmas break and I decided we all, we needed to move everything over to Access Alley. So we had an eight hour drive to Texas to see his family for Christmas. That entire eight hour drive, I spent researching Access Alley, how to set it up using a hotspot a little by little. So I wouldn't use all my Wi-Fi because uh, we, we can't, you know, obviously we don't want to go over and pay extra <laughs> I'm really cheap so uh, I, I was like using hotspot for 10 minutes at a time and then looking up YouTube videos with Creed's phone because he has unlimited white uh, limited data so I was being very strategic about it so I was like learning a lot on YouTube and then using the Wi-Fi for 10 minutes to uh, update all of this stuff and then I created a master checklist for everything I had to do and I knocked it off one by one during the Christmas break well one night, we went out to drink just for fun with some of Creed's high school friends. We were at this bar, and his friend was sick, and I knew he was sick, but he didn't seem sick. He seemed like he was over it, and uh, I w I'm just, I'm dumb, guys, and I drink after him, and then I got really sick, like really, really, really sick for a week. I mean, I was down for the count. And so then I was like sitting on this couch. My head was too fuzzy, but I still had to complete this switch over this tech switch over because I knew my my customers needed this they needed access they need they needed to stop dealing with these tech issues um and my entire team was on a break for two to three weeks I gave them two to three weeks off so I didn't have anyone on the team I was a solopreneur for the break and I just knocked through it. Well, thankfully, one of our Profit Planner Lounge members, who's also an insanely talented WordPress developer, her name is Amanda Lawrence. She is incredible. She helped me completely switch this over. I mean, guys, she hopped on Zoom with me 
and spent at times like six to eight hours hearing me blow my nose the entire time sick talking I mean it was I was probably so annoying to hear me so sick but she knocked it out with me and we just stayed on zoom chatted and knocked it out together it was amazing so what we had to do to switch all of this over was a I mean it was a lot of stuff but I'll tell you in general we had to move every single training and rebuild all of the pages for every single lesson for every single training that was intense that took me at least mm, I mean over 20 hours for sure hands down I would say more than that like probably closer to 30 but yeah I was intense and then we had to switch over all the software we had to connect it with from Thrivecart to Access Alley which those two play very nicely together it's been amazing um, just no tech issues it's been incredible so that's what we've been doing and it the moment whenever Hannah came back on the team and she had the first person switch over from member press to Access Alley who was having problems and we had no issue with the switchover I cried. I'm not even kidding you. I cried my eyes out. I was so happy because we had been in such a dark place in our business to where uh, we just had so many issues. It was like issue after issue after issue. And I was just getting beaten down with all these issues and problems to fix. And I thought that I see the I finally saw the light at the end of the tunnel. And it was glorious because at the end of the day, like, I mean, yes, money is important and stuff. But really, I just want a business that I love. And I want a business that my customers enjoy being a part of. And if I have all these tech issues, that is not relating to my mission. Uh, man, it was such a great feeling, guys. So yeah, that's that was our tech issue. That's how we pulled out of it. And uh, from a customer experience standpoint, you know, you can't... This is the thing, and I had to realize this, is... It could have been paralyzing if I cared what other people thought. It really could have. Now, did I care what my customers thought? Hands down, of course, yes, and I always will. Let's be honest here. But I did not care enough to let it paralyze me. I had to say, okay, they're upset, but I have to not care about that. Why? Because if I do, I'm not actually going to take action to make the correct action to cause them to not be upset anymore. And that's what I had to realize. So... Yeah, and we what we ended up doing was we gave everyone the new profit plan system early. What we ended up doing was we gave refunds and discounts to people that were having tech issues. Uh, yeah, and we just had a, a lot of different changes made to the Profit Planner Lounge. We had an entire redesign of the website, so it was easier to navigate. It was easier to see from your dashboard. I was just so excited for how it all turned out. it's so relieving to be on the back end of this and see because for a while we couldn't even add new members to the lounge because we were having so many problems so then what ended up happening was we weren't making money and then we ended up losing a profit and it was really scary (laughs) so if you uh, let's let's end it with this if you are having a tech issue or if you are having any issue in your business really that you have no control over you let's say you always have control over an issue but it feels out of control like you cannot solve this um through the software itself or through whatever the situation is right figure out what is the most efficient effective simple solution 
to completely solve this problem. For us, yeah, the most simple, effective, simple solution was switching over the software completely and spending over 60 hours doing it. That was our solution, but I didn't make my team help me. I did it all myself. Why did I do it all myself? Because it was during Christmas break and I was not about to drag my team, but during their Christmas break into helping. And a few of them were very upset with me that I did not ask them to help or didn't even let them know that I was doing all this. But it was so important to me to give them a break because I knew in January we were about to hit things hard. And so I did it all myself. You can do the same thing. You have control. Like in situations that you feel like you don't have control, you still have control. You have control over everything. And I encourage you that put out fires as fast as possible and prioritize your fires efficiently, which is not what we were doing. And I had someone else in my business at that time prioritizing all of our projects for us and our priorities were out of whack. And I knew that and I wasn't speaking up. So yeah, thank you for listening to this episode. Thank you for being so supportive. And I I mean, you guys know I'm all about being super vulnerable here. Whenever I say vulnerable, I really mean vulnerable. I will let you know exactly what happens in our business and how we fixed it, how we solved it. I am here to help you. I am here to make mistakes so you can learn from the mistakes that I'm making. I am here and I hope you know that. Um, I I hope you know how much I love you and I support you and I appreciate you and all your support during our tech issue. I was amazed at how amazing our audience was. Yes, we had a few customers that yelled at Hannah, (laughs) Um, but they are no longer customers. We kicked them out of the lounge. Like I know you were experiencing things, but never be mean to Hannah. That is a big no-no. Cursing at my team is a a surefire way to be kicked out. So yeah, we did have a few of those people, but for the most part, the amazing response, so patient, so supportive from my community. And it just, it makes me so full thinking about it. I I appreciate all of you so much for how much love you send my way. And yeah, okay. I hope you have a fantastic rest of your day. I'm so excited that we got to chat about this. And I will see you next week on the next episode. Bye. Thank you for choosing to spend time with me today. You are incredible for raising your hand to being a CEO and not settling for the hustle heavy lifestyle of the modern day entrepreneur. Now, every single month we have an Amazon gift card drawing for the amazing entrepreneurs that leave us a review on iTunes. Leaving a review helps us get in front of more people, which allows this movement to spread wider and grow faster. So leave a review right now, drop what you're doing, leave that amazing review so that you can win the chance to have an Amazon gift card. And also just thanks for sharing this show or this specific episode with a friend or just sharing on Instagram stories. You are helping us accomplish this mission of giving more entrepreneurs control of their time and control of their money. You play such a massive role and I appreciate everything you do. I will talk to you very soon on the next episode and until then, keep killing it.